You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. It's the Baker's Dozen episode. (laughs) What, 13? The MS-13 episode? (laughs) Where's... I thought, you know, I I have to disappoint our listeners. Yeah. Because we were scheduled to have uh, Michael Cohen on the the show this week. (laughs) He's going to jail. (laughs) But uh, after... After this, the, the end of the week's uh, revelations, he had to cancel at the last minute, which is kind of douchey. Yeah. I mean, we had it all set up. We talked to his people. He was coming on, <laughs> and he was very excited about it. He's like, oh, I understand that you guys are the conscience of the, of the nation. We had, we had extra, I, extra crumpets in the green room waiting for we him. Had ex- we rolled out I the red a, carpet. He said, I have a lot on my conscience that I need to clean, that I need to get off of my chest and I need to clear my conscience. So I want to come on the show and talk about what, what I did do and what I didn't do, what I might have done, what I may not have done. What didn't he and do? I mean, everything. What didn't he do is a great question. Everything that he has been accused of doing on behalf of the president of the United States, he basically copped it. He's like, yeah, did it. Yeah, did it. Well, uh, yeah, but then, you know, on the other side, the president's defenders will say, well, he's a liar. Right. He's a liar. And he's now been, he's proven to have been a liar. So he's still just lying now. Okay. So wait, a couple things about this. There's yeah, no, just, uh, there's no perfect witness. All these guys. That's yeah. what they tell you every time you go to court when you are called for jury duty. And then when the when when you is, go when you go when you get called for jury duty, they call the the attorneys tell you. Now listen, you're going to be. I never get jury listening to witnesses. You've never gotten called for jury duty. I mean, I've got I've had to sit there, but I've never no, actually I've, been. I've been on a jury. I've been in panel, and they say, unfortunately. The people who are have been called to testify, who are cooperating with us, are criminals. That is true, because you will not find good people <laughs> who were involved in criminal activity. Okay, so that's that's my first point. My yeah. second point is, so the president and all his people are calling Cohen a liar. They're all liars too. Well, that's something that we do need to discuss. <laughs> I mean, Whenever the president's defenders get on TV and talk about how other people are lying, it's like unbelievable. Shouldn't they, shouldn't they remind the public that this guy has lied pretty much every time he opens his it's mouth? Like, it's, an, it's, it's an untruth. It's, is it a lack of self awareness, or they know mm. what they're doing? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It's like, um, didn't I? I remember hearing a couple of years ago. I don't have any business in Russia. I've never done any business in Russia. I no have business. no interest in Russia. I don't even know Russia. I know Russia, but I don't know Russia. Do you remember that? That was the first salvo. There's, I've never done any business in Russia. I have no ties to Russia. Well, I mean, he was well, so, we had a small project. He was so evasive and crazy and lying about that that he at first made the claim 
that he actually didn't spend the night in Russia. Right. That he went for the day. <laughs> you know what? He has you no truth or untruth. What? But he has no truth or untruth. No, no. He has whatever serves him, him at in that, that moment. moment. Right. In that moment. And then I honestly think he doesn't remember the, the shit that he well, says if you, afterwards. If you spend your entire life lying, exactly. you have actually no idea what's true and what's not true. Right. You just, it's just like vomit, you know, di- verbal diarrhea coming out at any given moment to deflect and uh, obfuscate the truth. Because you, and at this point, he doesn't know what truth right, is. Right. So he doesn't. So how long is Michael Cohen going to go away for? Well, I think the recommendation that the Southern District of New York is saying is like three and a half. To so he's going to go to years. he's going to go to Club Fed for three and a half, four years. You know, and they say that's a significant amount of time. But you know, what about that woman he's hang in out Texas? With Bernie what about that woman in Texas who is con- convicted of voting twice and sentenced to eight years <laughs> in prison? That seems excessive <laughs> for somebody who. <laughs> Who voted twice by mistake? So Cohen, it's it, Cohen, and and then the president tweeted, "Totally exonerated," or or something like that, right? And, so, wow. and someone someone tweeted, "Wow!" Someone tweeted back, "Not George Conway. He had a good snarky tweet back at the president, but someone tweeted, your individual number one." Yeah, <laughs> I guess somebody should tell him. Somebody he's should individual tell number him one. Individual number, but you know what? As we've said over and over again, it doesn't matter. Has any has any congressional Republican come out and said this is these are very serious allegations about collusion? The president no. needs to fully be fully accountable. I call upon no. him and his lawyers to explain their alleged role and what Michael Cohen is saying. No, they're saying no. witch hunt, witch hunt. I mean, we're not going right. to we're not going to get anywhere. Nope. Because it's it's okay. Destroy the country just to own the libs. That's what this is all about. Well, because this is now sport. It's not politics. It's not how do we make a more perfect union. It's not how do we govern this country. It's a sport, and I it's us against them. I don't feel owned. I mean, I'm 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 upset You're about owned. what's happened to the country. Sometimes on the verge of, you know, <laughs> wanting to, you know lie in the corner and cry. Um, but then you are, then you are, no, because no, 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 there's no. some, and there, there's somebody, there's somebody out there with the, with the coffee mug that says, this is filled with liberal tears and they get so excited. To know that you're cowering. Yes. I saw oh, it on, my, on the Twitter a, the other losers. day. But in general, what I think is it's these Pyrrhic victories. Sure. Sure. They're, they're making me cry in the corner and they're, but the fact of the matter like is, that. is that, Seventy percent of all votes cast in this past election were cast by Demo- for Democrats. If not for the voter suppression and extreme gerrymandering in yeah. states, the Republicans it would be even more. And it turned out it has it is a blue wave. You got forty cha- cha- 40, forty seats in the House that have changed, and possibly forty one. Because oh, guess what? Guess what? North uh, Carolina ninth, baby. So, oh, is that, is that voter fraud by so any chance? So, voter fraud has been a signature issue for yeah. the Republican Party. A si- they right. have to stamp out voter fraud. How many years have we been hearing about, well, you need to have voter IDs, you cannot uh, right, have voter, voter, voter laws, it, you can't, you know, uh, we have to close the number of polling stations because we need to 
keep control over uh, over the voting because there's so much voter fraud, three million voter fraud. Chris Kobach, this is a GOP issue, GOP issue, GOP issue. Yeah. And guess what? They tried. They tried to steal the North Carolina yeah. ninth election. through absentee yeah. ballot fraud. But that is actually voter fraud. And you know who's not talking about this? You know who's not talking about this? Donald Trump. The Republicans. The Republicans. Republicans. They're not talking about this. And what's crazy about this is that this is not – this is something that the North Carolina – and the North Carolina GOP is out of control. This is – North Carolina, probably a purple state, but again, extreme gerrymandering. Yeah. Um, you have and, a very wealthy guy. I can't remember his name who's been funding, you know, uh, Charles and David Koch like efforts in in North Carolina. In North Carolina. And the North Carolina GOP absolutely knew what was going on with this absentee ballot fraud. Right. Uh, and but did nothing. Did, did no, nothing no, about nothing, it. Nothing about it because there was. Because it's for their guy. It's for their guy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Institutions again, because do it's, not matter. As long as it's for their guy. Right, because it's party over country. It's is a sport, and we have to win at your expense. The, the, but the astounding, yeah. astounding hypocrisy, I have to think, and this is why I don't feel owned, and this is like yeah. a momentary flash of optimism on my, on my part. Uh-huh. That Jeez, is I need so, some. The, the, the blatant and brazen hypocrisy of what the GOP is doing is shrinking and shrinking their voter base. There's always going to be that core group of 30, 35% of people who think that the pipe bomb sent to all the people that President Trump has attacked was a Democratic Party false flag operation. There's always going to be, frighteningly so, 30 to 35% of people who believe that. But then you have this kind of floating 10% independents, people who are members of the Republican Party who still have half a brain in their head and so on and so forth. And see the absolute brazen hypocrisy in what has happened in the North Carolina night, what's happening in Michigan and Wisconsin, in which the Republicans are wiped out at the state level. And then in the lame duck session, try to pass all of these laws that restrict the power of the governor, the attorney general. These powers weren't a problem when they were in control of these state governments. Suddenly, suddenly they're a problem. So I have to think that people are going to recognize this as anti-democratic. As I hope you're right, yeah. but I'm not sure that I'm not sure that they're going to do anything. And and you know, you mentioned you know what happened in Wisconsin. Oh my uh, God! Scott Walker's going to sign this stuff into law. He's a yeah, but I'm old, he is a bad he's a person. Bad, but I'm old bad enough, human. I'm old enough to remember when Republicans made an argument that a sitting president couldn't nominate somebody to the Supreme right. Court. Because in the a, people within this, a year right. of his of the election, so the because the, voters, decided that the, because the are, voters need right. to make a decision about this. So this is the same party that now in Wisconsin, after the voters overwhelmingly chose Michigan a too. Democrat to be to be governor, two states, they're saying, "Well, we're just going to we're just going to curtail the governor's powers because we need to make sure that Republicans stay in control this, of the state forever, forever, forever." So this is no longer a two-party system. Right. This is a minority party that is trying to rig right. the system in its favor because right. they see that their power is diminishing. It's it's democratic. It, it is it is a classic. You know, if you study authoritarianism and you study these one-party systems, these vehicles for uh, 
for uh, authoritarians. Yeah. These these are some very similar tactics. You know, rigging uh, rigging the system so that you have the you have what looks like a democratic system. You yeah. have elections. You have parliaments. You have state houses. You have what looks like local governance, but you actually don't. You have a minority party that has used every means, legal and illegal, and everything in between, in order to institutionalize their power. Um, and it sets the country on a non-democratic path. It's very, very bad. But like I said, I feel like this is so brazen. This is so brazen. So brazen, yeah. That yeah. even even people who are willing to, you know, pull the lever as you used to for are are yeah. going to see this for what it really is. I'm hopeful. That I hope. That's the I thing. hope you're right. I hope you're right. But and I then have you, yet and then see... you have the example of of actually moderate governors doing well. Larry Hogan in Maryland, who I don't know what his record is, but he has a he has a seventy percent approval rating. That's crazy. Uh, and he Charlie does Baker really well. in Massachusetts. Um, these guys have really, I mean, in a way, they've they've appropriated parts of the kind of centrist democratic agenda, uh, and and in you know parts of the country, Republicans are going to be able to win by appropriating the centrist democratic agenda. Right, that's true. I mean, in in in, in Maryland, which is a majority minority state, Democrats outnumber Republicans by two to one. Larry Hogan trashed Ben Jealous. Just yeah. in it, it wasn't even a it, for Ben Jealous was a terrible candidate. And I think that this was this big progressive experiment. I think these progressive candidates, some of the progressive candidates work well in parts of the country, but not in not, not in others. Not, right? Right. Not in a place like Maryland, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, well anyway, getting back um, to it. There they it, it so all of this evidence, the FBI is investigating North Carolina law enforcement is investigating what happened. I mean, basically, you know. Okay, so then the question is, what are they going to do? Well, here's what's happening is that the GOP establishment in North Carolina is demanding that the state board of elections certify the election. Yep. Despite all of this evidence. Meanwhile, the guy who conceded took back his concession, retracted the concession. Uh, So they're throwing this into a huge huge question now. How evil this was. This... The, the Republican candidate hired a firm to help with the election, and the firm hired a guy who had a known record, Criminal record. of yeah. election election fraud on behalf of GOP candidates. And he paid people to go and knock on doors in African-American neighborhoods, low-income neighborhoods yeah. – and get them to hand over, hand over their, their absentee their ballots, which is against the law. Ballots, yeah. You have to mail it yourself. Um, right, and then they they somehow they either they said they would they would take care of the of the ballots for them. Right, and so and they, they did. They took care of them. They threw them out. Some were thrown out. Some they were told, "Oh, just fill out these certain ones, and we'll take care of the rest." And then right. they were returned. Some of them were returned, but with you know obviously fraudulent votes. Yeah, well, uh, this is a pretty blatant and brazen example of voter fraud. So why isn't the GOP going nuts about it? Why? Because, as you said earlier, they're they're hypocrites and it's their team. So here's what I believe. Please, tell me. I believe believe. that 
I believe in certain values. Mm. And if you are going to espouse those values for one side, then those values are equally valid for both sides. And if you cannot see the difference between calling between agreeing that Obama shouldn't nominate (laughs) anybody in his last year and Scott Walker not be able, after losing an election and on his way out, should not be able to sign this into force. But if you can't if you can't see the distinction between those two, if you're on one side on one on the and another on the other, you're a fucking hypocrite. Well, so, you know, here's the deal. There's two things that, that are going on here. One, I've heard Republicans say, oh, well, it's politics. And, and I've heard people say, well, both sides do it. Yeah. The both sides are <laughs> it's just killing unbelievable. me. That, I mean, if you I'm want to see to... me cry, if you want to see me cry liberal tears, let's talk about the both siders. Because so, then I'm going to start to cry. So, so here's I the really I'm willing, I'm willing to acknowledge that yes. there have been some questionable things over the course of history that members of the Democratic Party have done. Um, I, I think it's just reasonable to assume that's that a, that's, that's the a case. red herring. That's a red herring. Re- like, wait, wait, you don't let now, me finish. Now, but now you're 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 no, letting them no, no, dictate no, no. the terms of the debate. You're letting I'm not them dictate the terms the of the debate. debate. I'm not. You're, no, you're letting them dictate. I'm not. Go ahead. I'm not. Go on. I'm, Go on. It's reasonable uh-huh. to believe that uh, there have been instances in the past when that has happened. How okay. this becomes an equivalence to what the Republicans have done in kind of blatantly stealing Supreme Court seats, trying to steal elections, well, engaging in an voter suppression. In How about that? All of those kinds what of things. What about stealing an election in 2000? The, and here's, here's the thing that drives me crazy about it was when we were talking about it the other day, this both-siderism. Suddenly... Elizabeth Warren is getting more attention because it's very, very clear that she is going to run for president. Um, She's made some foreign trips. She gave a big foreign policy speech. That speech was uh, published in Foreign Affairs magazine. And suddenly, she, because she did that DNA test thing to prove that she had... Uh, Native American, Native roots. American blood, right? Uh, that, that that's what the media is focused on, now. <laughs> right? Instead of her record, instead of her policies, they're talking about well, she handled that really badly. That was a, a political misstep, and now she's a flawed candidate. But but but, but the president of the United <laughs> States goes to the funeral for a former president of the United States and doesn't have right a temper doesn't, tantrum. Doesn't throw he's becoming presidential at the wall, and he's presidential. He's having a great week, looking like a real president because he's able to sit there in that chapel and not take a dump all over himself, and not get up and leave, and not wander off into the wrong area. And he, it is, it's un, it's infuriating. It's really infuriating. This is a guy who lies, as we said, every time he freaking opens his mouth. And there are so many scandals and so many corrupt officials in his administration that we can't even count them but anymore. The media any is one of the these, story about Elizabeth Warren. Any one of these scandals should have knocked a, any other candidate out, should have set him up that he could never run. 
made him unelectable. Yet somehow the media is going to determine that Elizabeth Warren is unelectable because she handled this DNA test badly. <laughs> so this is the question I have. You know, when you sit around the newsroom, we really should have we should really have an editor on my day. How how do they come to this? How do you know? Right. I, to me, it's like uh, it's the holidays. We need a story. I mean, I mean, why is I don't understand. They've got they've got evergreen headlines in their in you know in their arsenal that are just like, hey, anybody want to talk about Hillary again? <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, that's a good idea. What, it, anything going it, it on with her? Possibly. Well, how does this happen? How does this happen? Like, the, because they're trying to the show president that is becoming you know, presidential because he behaved himself at a funeral. Elizabeth Warren is deeply flawed because she took a stupid DNA test. She took the bait from the president. Yeah, come on. It, is it a coincidence that the the female candidates are deeply flawed somehow? Though is that a coincidence? <sighs> Hillary was a deeply flawed candidate. If I hear that one more time, again, I'm going to be in my corner with my liberal tears because you get no. She was man. a she was a deeply flawed candidate. What's Donald Trump? <laughs> He's a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> she was a deeply flawed candidate, and she ran a terrible campaign. She did run really? a terrible campaign. She still won the popular vote by three million. Well, because she was up against this moron, this racist, yeah, but notwithstanding Russian, Russian lunatic, authoritarian. Okay. Notwithstanding Russian collusion and Comey oh, coming right. out ten days before the election, who basically tipped the scales in the in he dumpster fire's favor. And talking about the lame duck, he got dragged before a committee yesterday to talk about Hillary Clinton's emails. <laughs> who Comey? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, is this where we are? Is this what we're talking about still? Still. Because it's really, it's both sides, really. They're equally it's bad. Equal. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, it's not equal. Let's stop this. It's a, it's a fiction. And you know what? It's insulting to all of us. And I don't want to insult you, and I don't want to be insulted anymore, so we're not going to engage no in that. No more both-siderisms. No more. It's only that side. <laughs> it's like It's like when people say things like, well, you know, Van Halen was pretty good with Sammy Hagar. Ah! All right, now you've touched the third rail. <laughs> you have gone. That is a bridge too far. No, you know that I do like one Van Hagar song. <laughs> and it's one? because of Eddie. 5150. On the debut I Van have, Hagar album. I have a friend yeah. who accurately stated that Van Halen with Sammy Hagar had more hits and sold more records. Than Van Halen did I can't with David Lee Roth. Hits, uh, higher charting uh, hits, whatever. So by that measure, which is objective, yeah, I know. Van Hagar was better than, yeah, but not really than David Lee Roth. Yeah, but Van this is the, but the, anybody who knows anything thing, right. will tell you right, that exactly. the real so Van no Halen, the real Van Halen, ended with the 1984 album. Right, exactly. That was the end of Van Halen. That's exactly right, and so. To say that, you know, well, it was just they're both and, you know, Dave was flaw, flawed, you know, lead Hold man. To, I mean, you know, it's like I, saying that the same thing. Like, oh, yeah. I can't Elizabeth believe Warren's I can't believe candidate. I can't believe that you did this. What? I can't believe that you brought Van Halen into this. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, and, I think, and I think in some way, I mean, Elizabeth compared, Warren and David Lee Roth, it's a similar kind of argument, you know. Can you see her walking man, around wearing those leather candidate. chaps? What's that? Does Elizabeth Warren walk around wearing the leather chaps? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Oh, Has my. Elizabeth Warren been busted for buying weed <laughs> in New York City in the, what was it, Union, Union Square Park? <laughs> Union Square Park. Love it. Oh, my God. Did Elizabeth Warren do as much blow as those guys did? <laughs> Probably not. Probably so she's not. less flawed than she's all She's less of them. flawed now. But seriously, getting but back to – it's true. Getting back, getting back to Donald Trump and blow, do you remember during the um, – during the debates when he was, like, sniffing real hard, yeah. like, and everyone I'm telling like, oh, you, I'm, I'm telling you, he's from, the moment, from the moment he announced his presidential candidacy, the only thing I can think of was, like, Bright Lights, Big City. Like, the crazy uh, 80s in, the night in New York City. Just, yeah. Uh, but I don't even think about that. I just think how sad this is. And I, I can't believe here we are closing in on 2019 – and we're still talking about what a freaking mess we're in. Uh, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of the revelations that came out this past week, and now it's very clear what went on. Right. None of this. None of this is a surprise. Hillary Clinton during the debate said right. he is Putin's puppet. Putin so, is influencing but, the election. He's exact, doing business but it's with going Russia. Back to what I said at the beginning. Not where's Mitch McConnell? Where's Kevin McCarthy, right. where institutions, no institutions Ted only Cruz, the best people. law student ever in Harvard history, blah blah blah, according to himself. Well, institutions only matter if the people who run them believe in are, them. Believe in yeah, them. Right. And, and, and right. you know, that's, that's exactly this is right. well this is ground that you and I have covered many times. And the Republicans don't believe in government. Not in the same way right. that Democrats believe well, in government. of course government. not. I mean, they've been running against government for... Right, since Reagan. Since Reagan, right? So you can't, you can't possibly do anything about climate change because that implies no. that there has to be some role in government... Right, to regulate, to regulate the things. economy. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't educate people because... No, you can only educate them yeah. in private schools. You can't have any or sensible or gun safety laws. Because it means government. Right. But, you know, on the opposite side of all of those arguments, the people who are opposing gun regulation, the people who are opposing public schools, the people who are opposing climate change, they all seem to be backed by fantastically, fantastically wealthy companies. How, how does that work? How I does that know. work? It's such a coincidence, no? I mean, it is a coincidence. That's exactly what it's it is. It's just a coincidence. A, I mean, these are their core beliefs. They, they really yeah. believe that, man. That's why we need the government to step back in and protect the citizens again. You know, you're supposed to be representing us. I know that. You're not supposed to be representing big business. I know that I started out on a slightly optimistic note. Suggesting now that the Republicans have been so brazen, yeah. But I feel like the pendulum has swung so far that even if it swings back, yeah, we're not talking about actual the the kinds of things that we need to do in order to protect the environment and our future. The kinds of things that we need to do to actually have safe gun laws. I mean, outlawing bump stocks. I mean, why are there even bump stocks? Uh, or outlawing the idea that uh, you know your average citizen can go into a gun store and buy a silencer. These are things that you know are happening, and so, but but that's not the core issue. The core issue is the ready availability of things like AR-15s and handguns and so on and so forth, where virtually anybody can get them at any time, no matter what. It's not these other. So 
yeah, we're going to swing back at some point, hopefully, you know, and we, we have a start right now with, uh, with the house, but it's not, it's, it's not going to take us where we actually need to be on these things. Well, then, well, and so what are you saying that the system is broken beyond repair? I think it is. I don't, I think it's broken. I don't know. Is it beyond repair? I I am, I am, I am concerned that there's. The changes, the way in which the Republicans have either hollowed out institutions or have manipulated them or created new ones to advance their interests will have an impact on the country for many, many, many years. Well, as long as all of their decision-making is amplified by the state-run media that they Well, but it's not just that. It's just that that these are the nature of, of laws and regulations and decrees and that they are very hard to change. So like I said... We've moved so far in one direction on certain issues that it's going to be very, very hard. Look, Obama is was a moderate Democrat. Uh, yeah. He actually, in some cases, appropriated appropriated things from the right, not the hard right, right but the right. And like healthcare, like healthcare, right? Yet he has the 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 dominant narrative about him is that there's overwhelming amount of regulation. From the Obama administration, uh, that you know well, killed industries. It's easy to because it's easy to demonize so my, them. Because so my, that's what my they've point been doing. is, my point is, is that the narrative has shifted so far to the right. You right, know, but again, the narrative also is amplified yeah. by Fox News right. and and conservative talk radio. They amplify this, and they have indoctrinated people. For decades, right. that's what's going to be hard to overcome. You, we have to unbrainwash all of these not people. Thirty percent of the population, exactly, not going to happen. Not so what? Happen. what? What's so? What's going to happen? I don't know. Stay tuned <laughs> for episode fourteen of the Amencor. All right, <laughs> next week next we got all the solutions. <laughs> all right, I'm out. You got to go to a soccer game. I got to go to a bar mitzvah. Um, I gotta go to the soccer tournament, soccer not one tournament. game, but three games, and it's only thirty-five degrees I, outside. Oh my god, it's warm! I, it's twenty-two here. Wait, I don't even know what it is outside right now. Damn. Well, you can watch. It is the car. 20, 20, 28 degrees. I will be watching from the car, from my heated car. I'm gonna turn the heat on my seats, and uh, I'm gonna listen to some music, and go to I'm gonna watch place. soccer. I gotta go. I gotta go to a Ma- big mazel to the family. Uh, big mazel. No, All right. be fun. All right, everybody, we're out. Thanks for we're listening. We're out. See ya. <laughs>